sun is rising Another day to tell of all your kindness When I think of your goodness Oh, I sing for joy, I speak your name Jesus! 
you here this morning. Amen. Let's continue to worship him. Jesus, you are worthy God of all praise. Amen. Yes, Lord. Let's sing. 
Jesus, we honor you today, Father, in everything that we do, God. We give it to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, just come to him today. Hallelujah. He's asking if you, you can receive it today.
similar invitation Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 look I stand at the door and I knock and if you hear my voice and open the door I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends how many have ever heard that passage before that's talking to believers and so if you're a believer here this is an invitation for you but it also extends past that if you're a guest here maybe you don't walk with Jesus Today is a day when Jesus is here, and we're excited that you are here. And uh, we just want to welcome you to Praise Assembly this morning, and uh, welcome you to the presence of God. Hey, God bless you this morning. Let's take a few minutes, and let's uh, greet each other. Maybe some people around you haven't seen in a while, someone new next to you. Let's take a few minutes and do that today. That's right. You are welcome. And uh, how many enjoyed, uh, you know, a little, little blip of summer this week? What was up with that, huh? Unbelievable. Like 89 one day. I hope you got your fill. Maybe you, during your lunch break you went outside. I don't know. You mowed the lawn or whatever. But I hope you got to enjoy that. Hey, if you are our guest today, maybe it's your first, second, third time, you've never filled out a Connect card. If you would do that, uh, they're in the seat backs in front of you. That would be a tremendous help to us because we want to officially just welcome you and thank you for being here. And We have a gift. You can turn those into the guest services desk out in the lobby, that would be wonderful. Our ushers are going to come, and we're going to receive um, our, our offering this morning, our tithing offering. So let's pray together as we, uh, as we worship in this way. Lord, thank you for the privilege to worship you in giving. Thank you for the privilege and the honor it is to, to, to show that you own everything by giving this portion that you have called us to do. And Lord, I pray a blessing on this offering, every part of it. We love you, and let this be a reflection of our love and devotion to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Who am I that the highest would welcome? I was lost, but he brought me Great family to be a part of. Hey, we got some announcements. If you'd take your boat and look along with me. Do you know it's better when you're studying to remember things to look at it, hear it? You'll, you'll remember all these. Uh, parents, we have a new check-in procedure that's going to begin on the 30th. So just be aware of that. We want to make sure that your kids are exactly where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there, when you come and get them, that you're the one coming to get them. So there'll be a new procedure. So just be aware of that, parents, of... 
uh, young kids. Uh, also, ladies' night out will be Thursday the 20th, which is this Thursday, at Red Lobster, the one across from the Christiana Mall. And so just, to, uh, uh, just so you're aware of that, that's coming up again this week. We have a couple things happening with our Rangers and our girls' ministries. Uh, May 5th through 7th, the Blue Ridge Adventure is going to be going on. That's grades 6 through 12 middle school and high school. And uh, you need to check with their ranger leaders, and I'm sure they're, gonna, they're really good to get information, push information out to parents so you know the details, if there's any cost, time frames, what to bring, all that stuff. That's coming. Also, Girls Ministries has an epic adventure happening for grades K through fifth grade. K through fifth grade is a camp day, and it's called Epic Adventure. It's going to be happening April the 29th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The cost is $10.00. And the club leaders uh, will be registering kids. So, again, that's uh, some really cool stuff we have coming up there. And then to build on that for the summer, we have our VBS this year. The, steam, the, the, the theme is stellar, stellar, as in like outer space stellar. And uh, it's going to be June 26th through 29th. Uh, it's going to be a Monday through Thursday, 9.30 to 11.45. You can sign up at praisede.org forward slash VBS. Make sure you do that. A lot of things going on. We had our spirit tour last night for our youth ministry. It was an incredible night. And uh, we're just grateful for this church and uh, all the things that it offers our young people to be able to grow in their relationship with Christ. God bless you this morning. So just one quick word to the ladies if you're going out to eat at the... Um Red Lobster, that's across from the Christiana Hospital. Okay, not the mall, but the hospital. Make sure. Yeah, there's a little difference there, and that's okay. I would have said the same thing. I mean, who puts a restaurant across from a hospital? But it's been there a long time. It's been there a while. Hey, listen, anyways, I am excited for this morning. As promised, uh, we have, well, I didn't promise you this, but we have a couple of gifts with us this morning. And, uh, but I did promise you Rudy and Sharon Swanepoel would be here this morning. Uh, four years ago, we had one gift. Rudy came alone. And, uh, and then five years ago, they were both here. And I say gifts because, you know, in Ephesians chapter 6, it tells us that it was he who gave gifts to the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers and these two have been in evangelistic ministry for a long time. We were reminiscent. I can't believe. You know, it's, it's been a long time since they've been here. And, man, I have missed them. I know many of you have because of COVID and all that stuff going on. But the fact that they were here many times before that is such a blessing. And we've known each other for a long time. Uh, in fact, our nickname for you, do you remember the old nickname? The Wild Africans. The Wild Africans. And they're back. And it's so good to have them here. So I don't want to take up many more of their time, but would you just welcome them? Yeah, I'm so glad to have you here this weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Michael. Good morning, everybody. We greet you in the wonderful, matchless name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Turn to someone and say, get ready, get ready, get ready. God is going to do something special in our lives today. Are you ready? Praise the name of Jesus. Um, real quick, before we're going to go any further, we want to give you a report. You as a church have helped us in the past so many times with uh, Seek and Save. And um, for those of you who don't know about Seek and Save, one day Sharon and I were driving home from a Reinhard Bonke event 
where we spent two days with him and, and just strategizing on world evangelism. And the Lord said to Sharon, on her way back, he, he said, you will write children's books. And it'll be based on Luke 19.10, where it says, the, the Son of God shall seek and save that which is lost. And so she developed the, the, the Seek and Save book series. The main characters is Seek and save the left and right hand of Jesus. And Tell is the guy that tells the story. Well, I have in my hand the newest version of this book. We have given out, uh, oh, how many? Uh, 280,000 of these in public schools in Africa now. And uh, just, uh, there's, this is the newest version. We, 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 we shrunk it down, but increased the, the number, page numbers. There's six foundational discipleship pages now in the book. The, the kind of, now that you're saved, what do you do? Uh, you go to church, you pray, you read the Bible, you know, just the foundational stuff. And um, uh, then there's also memory verse sections. There's a prayer of salvation in each one of these books. Um, and then last year, we started to activate teams. Sharon and I would go take a team from America to whichever country we, we, we went at the time, and we would spend a whole week going from school to school, uh, sharing the gospel of Christ to children who's never heard the gospel. And we would see on average 10,000 uh, to 20,000 salvations that given week. And we could only go three times a year. And when COVID hit, we couldn't go at all. So nobody got saved. And uh, the Lord and, and, and us had a discussion, said that won't do. So now, regardless of, 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 of any such circumstances, we are raising up evangelists in country. And uh, we're teaching them on ongoing online teaching about evangelism. Last year was our first team. And this team, I said to Sharon, if they could last year throughout the year reach 20,000 kids with the gospel of Jesus and, uh, you know, witness 20,000 salvations, we could mark it as a success. And uh, to our utter surprise, in three months, they hit 22,000. In three months. And so <laughs> it's just amazing, you know. Uh, we didn't lose anything. We don't even have to be there. How many of you know if Jesus is there, that's, that's what, it, what it's all about. So to make a long story short, we, we, we have, uh, we're just about to, to activate another team in Ghana. We want to, to activate another team in South Africa in Cape Town. We're looking at Tanzania, Burkina Faso. All of these places are opening up. You guys have helped us. So I can ramble on and on and on about Seek and Save, but how about we strap our, our, our uh, you don't need a passport for this, just, just fasten your seatbelt, look at the screen, and let's for two minutes go to schools in Africa and rejoice together and see what God is doing through the Seek and Save project. Today's Missions Moment takes us to South Africa, where we see the Lord do marvelous things in public schools. Through the Seek and Save project, we have seen hundreds of thousands of children invite Jesus to be their personal Lord and Savior. I come to you today. God is moving in South Africa. 
and we must expand our effort dramatically. We trained and activated the first full-time Seek and Save Evangelism team, and after only three months, they have led over 22,000 people to Christ. At this rate, we need to print 50,000 Seek and Save Gospel books for each team every six months to keep the team in the field. We aim to bless every child in the country with a gospel book while reaching them for Christ. The outreach response has been overwhelming. More than 90% of audiences have said yes to Jesus in a strong, public commitment to serve the Lord. Pastors from local churches are eagerly helping to establish a rigorous discipleship initiative with these new believers. We present the gospel of Christ visually and creatively. Every child also receives a free Seek and Save Gospel book. One dollar puts one book into the hands of one child. We plan to activate a second team soon in South Africa to double our efforts. We are also looking at Tanzania and Ghana. Every Seek and Save team can reach 100,000 people for Jesus annually. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. Together we are bringing God's good news to people in some of the most remote places on earth. Please visit seacansave.us for more information. What an opportunity they found an open door in public schools in Africa. Oh, if that could only happen in America. Amen. But listen, until that does, we want to help support them in this venture. Amen. We've done it before. And so if the ushers would be ready, uh, Sharon, you're going to play maybe during this offering. I want us to take a special offering for this ministry. Um, also, uh, you know, you can, if you didn't come prepare for that, you can give online. We have a giving button. It'll simply say Rudy and Sharon, uh, but it isn't going to Rudy and Sharon. It's going to supply these resources for ministry. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you are doing around the world. And Lord, that you've taken a man and his wife. Lord, you took them as pastors and made them as evangelists to America. And then added to that portfolio missionaries back to Africa. Lord, I thank you, God, for your endowment upon them, your, your giftings to them. I thank you, Lord, for the call in their lives. And Lord, I thank you that we can partner with them in this. Father, I ask your blessing now upon this offering, each giver and each gift, in Jesus' name, amen. What a wonderful blessing to be here, you to be here with you um, in Praise Assembly. Amen. 
Um, now, I don't know how wild we still are, Pastor. Um, we have been around the block a few years. <laughs> but I haven't timed Rudy yet, so <laughs> he's quite wild. God is so good, and it's wonderful to be here with you. God has done amazing things, and he's about to do even greater things. Who of you know that the world needs Jesus? And we are um, still sharing the good news that is still good, and it's still applicable, and it still applies to every situation. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Amen. The good news of Christ still works. His power still works. And he is still able to do great things. And um, we find ways to share the gospel. And Pastor, Pastor um, Michael, I've got good news. We actually have got a way to sneak um, um, Christianity into public schools. And we've got hashtag Big Bad Bully. It's an anti-bullying uh, program that we are actually allowing kids to go into public, or, well, churches or people to go into public schools and sneak that in and then invite the kids back to, to church to hear who's the biggest, baddest bully. And of course, it's the devil. And um, we speak of Jesus who has conquered the big, bad bully. And hallelujah. So um, there's some good things happening even here in the United States. Amen. And um, God is so good. So you know what? Um, I just want you to forget about everything else and focus for a moment. In this time of you giving, just focus for one moment on the one who gave it all for you. Jesus. And know that he's the good shepherd. And he is here this morning. Some of you just need to lay your cares and your burdens on him and forget about everything else and know that he's able and willing to leave everything to look for you. You may feel that you are separated from him and lost and alone in your thoughts or in a situation in your life. Know that Jesus even said he'll leave the, the 99 behind to find the one. Maybe he's just finding you where you feel that you've given up hope this morning. So just open up your heart and think of the shepherd who's never going to leave you. He loves you. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you don't know the good shepherd. But know this, that today he's able and willing to go to where you are right here today and touch you. And change your circumstances. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In green pastures he makes me lie down He restores my soul And leads me on to righteousness For his name's sake And surely beside me all my days. 
Lord, we do glorify your name. There is no one else but you. Your name is above all. And in your name, every knee bows and every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, we open our hearts. We open our minds. We take our thoughts and our imaginations captive to obedience to Christ in these moments. We thank you, Lord, that you come and speak to us, that you come with your presence and power and do what no one else can. Lord, you see every need connected to people in this house, families. Lord, we pray that every burden is cast onto you right now and burdens are lifted and yokes are destroyed and you get all the glory. We pray in Jesus' mighty and holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to someone and say, smile. Jesus loves you. Isn't that the best news anyone can give you? Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just before I'm going to share the word of God that he's laid on my heart this morning, I want to mention to you a couple of things. We brought uh, two new resources. Um, uh, all Sharon's music is available on online for download. Just type in her name and... Uh, or Sharon Swan, E-P-O-E-L. And uh, that will get you to wherever you download music, you can get it there. But I want to mention to you, people have asked, uh, how do you teach these evangelism teams about evangelism? And, uh, well, I wrote a book called The Good News Specialist. And this is not published yet. This is the pre-published copy and um, uh, it was going to be published a year ago, but then when we activated the new team, I said to Sharon, I'm going to hold off on publishing it. I'm going to use this material to train the evangelism team and see if it works. Well, um, I think it does work because they managed to lead 48,000 plus people to the Lord in one year. So that's the, this is the curriculum that we use. Um, it, will, it will go on Amazon pretty soon, but we do have a few copies out there on the table. Then also, uh, we have a preacher's pooch called Toby. And this is Toby right there. We, uh, we have, he's two years old, and uh, he's a soul winner himself. Uh, he just doesn't know it yet. But we, we take him on walks, and we have led dozens of people to the Lord through connections with Toby. And Sharon sat down, and she said, you know what? Can't we use something of Toby? We discovered a whole subculture of Americans. 98% uh, of Americans love dogs, and the other 2% cats, and we're praying for them. But you know, <laughs> and so we thought, you know, and many of those do not know the Savior, do not know Jesus. So Sharon wrote a very interesting little story called Things Take Time. It's a lesson on patience. How many of you know young kids need that lesson? Hallelujah. Some older kids too. But Toby travels with us and uh, he, uh, he, he, this is a, a, just a, a wonderful story that's on a ranch in North Dakota and where he meets coyotes and Jesus. Hallelujah. They pray together. And uh, uh, there's actually a prayer of salvation in this book, too. So it's a great introduction 
for neighbors that don't know Jesus. And so we want to put tools into people's hands that you could just go and say, hey, read this book. It's a great, great coffee table book or sleepy time book. And I tell you what, God is using Toby to, to bring others to Christ. And uh, just wanted to let you know we have some of copies available. Stop at the table. The Lord bless you. Take your Bibles, if you would. Let's go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs 18, verse 10. I, I, I prayed about what to share with you guys this morning, and the Lord said to me, share Proverbs 18. So I want to speak to you about the strong tower of God. The strong tower of God. This is a very familiar scripture. If you have served Jesus for some time, you will know this scripture by heart. And this is what it says. The name of the Lord. Say name. Say Lord. Is a strong tower. Say strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Say run. Say righteous. Say safe. What an amazing verse. This is one of those key verses that we can bank on, one of those promises of God in His Word. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. So let's just look at this a little bit because it's, it's, it's really interesting. I asked myself, what is in a name? The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong... What is in a name? So, so there's three things I want you to know about a name. First, identity is connected to your name. Are you with me? The main thing on your license or on your ID is your name. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's a number and there's a date of birth and all of that, but your name is important. If people ask you, who are you? You don't give them your social security number. We don't go by numbers, even though we have numbers. We go by name. I'm Rudy Swanepoel. Who are you? It's connected to identity. Similarly, God has a name, and his name is connected to who he is, his identity. As a matter of fact, our identities are found in the Lord, in the Lord. It's very important to know. And the, the, this verse says the name of the Lord. The word Lord is the Hebrew word Yahweh. Yahweh. Now, this is the, the most sacred, most holy name of God in the Bible. As a matter of fact, this word was so holy, it was not spoken for generations. You could, if, you, if you wrote God's word, or God's name on a parchment or scroll, that scroll, it, the name of God is so holy, it could not be burnt, it could not be thrown away. That piece of paper became holy because it carried the name. You could not whisper the name of God. As a matter of fact, there's still a debate. What do you say? Is it Yahweh or Jehovah? Because later on, they, they, they imposed the, the, the vowels of the word Adonai, which is a Greek word, onto the Hebrew Yahweh, and they came up with Jehovah. And that was more palatable to speak Jehovah, but Yahweh, it's just, they didn't even know how to pronounce the name because it was never spoken, it's too holy. 
Now, isn't it interesting that it says the name of Yahweh or Jehovah is a strong tower. There's something about the name of God. How many of you know at the name of Jesus, the Savior, all demons flee, hell trembles. There's no other name but the name of Jesus. God's name carries his identity. It tells us who he is. Turn to someone and say, I know his name. Hallelujah. Not just that, he knows yours. He knows who you are before you've discovered who you are. Because if, if his name's connected to who he is, your name is connected to who you are. And he's made you. He knows who you are. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. The word Yahweh literally means I am. It, it, it can be translated the existing one. God is it's the, it's the covenant name. Remember Moses at the burning bush? He said, God, who are you? You're sending me to the Israelites in Egypt? Who will I say have sent me? And God said, I am who I am. Yahweh, Yahweh, Jehovah. I am the existing one. <laughs> Hallelujah. He'll never cease to exist. The atheists may want to put him away, but they cannot. He is. Yahweh, the existing one. You can push him out of your mind. You can eliminate him from your heart. He's still Yahweh. He is the existing one. In the midst of trial and tribulation and trouble, all the things of this world and circumstance, that cannot push him away. It cannot kill him. Listen, I want you to understand. He is the existing one, Yahweh, the holy God, the creator of heaven and earth. There's a second thing that a name is connected, not just identity, but also ability and ownership. If you buy a house, you get a, the deed of the house and your name is on that deed. If someone else's name is on that deed, you've got a problem. Then you're paying someone else's property. Come on now. You buy a car, they give you a title for the car, and your name is on there. It means you own the, come on now, ownership. What you have is also connected to your name. Now imagine that. The cattle on a thousand hills belongs to the Lord. His name is connected to it. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm a Jesus follower. That means I belong to Jesus. Devil, you cannot have me. I already belong. Jesus secured the title deed of my life with his blood. Hallelujah. Listen, I want you to understand, not only is God creator, in other words, he made you. He was painstakingly planning you before your birth. You were not just an oops in your parents' bedroom. God planned you. God made you. He created you. And then your mom gave birth to you. Hallelujah. It's not just, you are not just seed from your mom and dad. No, 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 no. God placed a spirit inside of you. He placed a soul inside of you. He made you so unique that your fingerprints are the only set you carry. Nobody else has them on the face of the earth. 
Isn't that amazing? So God was involved in your birth, but also he purchased you. Think about that. (laughs) Jesus, when he died on the cross, purchased our salvation. You know, we are sinful people. Man is sinful at best. Sin removes us from God. Sin causes us to go the other way than what God wants us to go. We drift further away from the Lord. There's no redemption but in the name of Jesus. Why? Jesus paid the price for our sin on the cross of Calvary. He did not just make you at birth. He bought you on the cross. You are twice His. Makes me think of this little boy. He, his, his dad made him this beautiful sail, little sailboat, boat, and uh, he was so happy. Got it for his birthday, and there was this little stream down in their, in their neck of the woods, and he would put the boat on the stream, and, and the sailboat will go down the river, and, and then he'd pick it up and do it again, you know. And, and one day, the stream was a little strong, and, and the bo- boat boat left and the boy couldn't reach it in time and there goes the little sailboat down the river and he was his heart was broken I lost my sailboat the one that my daddy gave me then he walked in town and he saw in this uh, store window an antique store window he saw his little sailboat. He ran in. He said, this is mine. This is mine. My daddy made this for me. And the owner of the sailboat said, oh, no, no, no. It's mine. This is a, it'll be $100 to get that sailboat. You, you can buy it. It's mine now. And the little boy said, oh, I'm going to do whatever I can. And so he worked tirelessly for uh, several weeks, did all kinds of odd jobs, and he, he made money, made money. hundred bucks is a lot for a little guy, but he worked, he worked, he worked. And you know what? When he got his hundred bucks, he walked into the store. He said, here, I want my sailboat back. And the owner sold him his sailboat. And as he walked out of the store, he pressed it on his heart, and he says, you are now twice mine. Isn't that what Jesus did for you and I? We are twice his. When you give your heart to Jesus, not only was God involved in your birth with your identity, he also purchased your salvation. And now you have communion with Christ. The name of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's connected to identity and ownership. Hallelujah. Even ability. But the third thing a name is connected to is integrity, character, or record. You can know someone by their name. A good name is something very valuable. You work on your good name. That doesn't mean you spell it right or you work on your signature of the name. No, 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 no. To have a good name means to have a good reputation. Amen? And how how many of you know it takes time to formulate, to work on, to craft a good reputation? One bad public mistake will ruin your name. Come on. And it takes years to build a good reputation. Well, I've got to tell you, God's got a stellar, impeccable reputation. There's no mistake on His name. Come on, he's the best God there is. Praise the name of Jesus. 
man, I love the Lord because of his name. He's got character. I remember we were in Tanzania. We just ordered the 30,000 seek and save books to be delivered at the church where we're going to have our, our outreach. During the day, we were going to go to schools. And um, this is in a Muslim area. And uh, then in the afternoons, we would have this, this big open-air crusade. Well, the books never arrived. They were hijacked, taken for ransom. And for two days, the books were gone. Our team are, was already there, and we couldn't do anything in the schools. They wouldn't allow us to get in the schools if we did not have the books. And so we're frustrated. We're praying. We, we're just on edge, rearing to go. But the books, 30,000 seek and save books are gone. We're praying, praying, praying. And, you know, the third morning, I'll never forget it. It was the Thursday morning. <laughs> we, we, we were at the hotel with the team, and we were going to have communion together. And uh, I asked a question to the team members. I said, what do you expect from God today? And everyone said what they expected from God. And I got to Sharon, and there was this fire in her eyes. And I thought, oh, devil, you're in trouble today. I've seen that fire before. And she was just so resolute, and she said, without hesitation, she said, I want God to live up to his reputation today. And it hang, hung there. Her words just hung there around the table, and I said, yes. God has a reputation to uphold. Let's pray. And we prayed right there, Lord, you are the God of heaven. We pray that you will live up to your, your reputation. Give us breakthrough. A short while later, my phone rings, and it is the driver of the truck that got the books. And he wants to negotiate. He says, I want thousands of extra dollars, whatever. I, you know, we want to negotiate. I said, well, the man with the money wants to see you in person. So long story short, that early, that afternoon, the books were released. They did not get one extra penny from us. They settled for a selfie with the author. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Now, that's a miracle right there. They gave 30,000 books for a selfie with Sharon. I said, go ahead, honey. Hallelujah. Smile. <laughs> You know what? We lost three days of outreach in schools, and uh, we only had two days left. Actually, one and a half days in schools, and then a community outreach with Seek and Save. Usually, we get between 10, 12, 15,000 salvations for a whole week of, of outreach. In two and a half Outreach days, we saw 21,000 give their hearts to Jesus. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. You see, God has a reputation, the name of the Lord. Can I ask you, do you know the name of the Lord? Do you know him personally? Have you tied your name to his name? Hallelujah. His reputation is always better than ours. His ownership is better than ours. His ability is better than ours. And huh, his identity is impeccable, better than ours. Are you getting something out of this? Turn to someone and say, wake up, the good part's starting.
So what is this strong tower? The name of the Lord, Yahweh, the existing one. The, the, there's no beginning, no end to him. He is the most holy, the ultimate reality. Nothing exists outside of him. He's will and he's utterly dependable. He's independent of anything and everyone. That's the name of God. He's the guaranteed constant. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the standard for truth, for right, for goodness, and for beauty. That's the name. And the Bible says, the righteous run into it and are safe. Run into what? The strong tower, the name of God. You've got to understand in Bible times, society was mostly around settlements, encampments, towns. And these towns, to their extent, would have a wall around, if possible, or a fence around. And it's a secure place. So they would normally have have some kind of alarm system. If there's an enemy coming or wild animals come, whatever the situation is, anyone that's outside of the perimeter of the town, the fence of, the, of, of their, their, their town, uh, would run back in, they close the gates, and they would be safer. Now, the more society progressed, the higher the towers would be built. If you're higher, it's elevated. So the tower is for elevation. You could see the enemy further, and you can protect better. Besides, the view is amazing. Hallelujah. And so the towers got stronger as uh, society progressed through the ages. But here's the whole thing. The villagers would have their work cut out for them outside of the town, but whenever the need arises, whenever the alarm is made, they would book it back to the strong tower because that's where safety is. That is the whole story here. That's the picture the Proverbs gives us. God's name is a strong tower. We venture out and we live our life. We, 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 we plant the seeds and we grow our gardens and we, we just enjoy life. But when the enemy comes, we know where to run. We book it back. Hallelujah. Now, you don't venture too far from the name. Because the further you are away, the longer it's going to take you to get back to safety. Are you with me? So you want to be close proximately, and when the devil comes, like a flood, God raises up a standard against him. <laughs> That's the name of, of the Lord, the name of Yahweh. The reputation of God will defend you if you run back to God, if you make it back home to the strong tower. The tower speaks of strength. The tower speaks of elevation. And the tower speaks of strategic positioning. In God, your life is secure. So Rudy, how do I run to the Lord? How, I mean, come on. <laughs> There's no physical tower to run to. The name of God is kind of ab abstract. How do I run to the Lord? Let me give you three ways and then we're going to pray together. Number one, call on his name. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 is very clear. He says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord 
shall be saved. People ask me many times, all these children that calls on the name of the Lord, are they really saved? Do they really know what they're doing? Well, let me ask you this. Have, did you know what you were doing when you called on the name of the Lord first time? Do you need 100% revelation on salvation to be saved? I don't know how salvation works. And I've got my doctorate in ministry. I mean, I, I come to Jesus. I give him my life. He washes me with the blood of Jesus. My sin's gone. Now I belong to Jesus. But I still don't know the mechanics of it. I experience the blessing of it. I believe in the validity of it. I believe in, the, in salvation. Hallelujah. I'm saved. I'm, the, I'm a son of God, but I know who I am. Why would God be interested in someone like me? I know what I have to offer him. But you see, it's not what we offer him. It's what he offers us. Eternal life. Eternal life. Hallelujah. Salvation's a glorious mystery. And so people say, well, these kids, poor, poor, poor little kids, they, 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 they invite Jesus into their hearts, but they don't really know what they're doing. Let me tell you of a young girl. She was in, in, in primary, elementary school when two missionaries came to her school and they were telling the gospel story to these kids in assembly. And uh, the one, the missionary, he's from France, he played his violin. And uh, then afterwards, they gave the children an opportunity. And they said this, if you have not invited Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, do it in front of all your children. Stand right now. Lift your hands. And we're going to pray that God will save your soul and you will experience salvation. This little girl got up on her feet and boldly in front of all of her friends said, I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. People say, did it, did it work? Well, that little girl was Sharon. I guess it worked. Because now through her efforts in public schools, same way, she's just doing what she saw. What worked for her is what we're doing right now. In schools every week, you know what? This year alone, the salvation count is, is right. It's pushing 14,000 kids gave their hearts to Jesus. This year alone. And more to come next week and next week. And you say, is it working? Well, it worked for her. Hallelujah. And if it can work for her, it can work for you. It can work for you. It can work. You know, people ask me, Rudy, when did you get saved? Well, at the age of three, four, five, and six. I just don't know which one stuck. I would, would want to believe the first time, but you know, every time the pastor preached, he preached a lot on the second coming of Christ. First, I gave my heart to Jesus out of fear of going to hell. Then I gave my, 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 my life to the Lord out of fear of being left behind. Who wants to be alone when you're three years old? Then I gave my heart to the Lord because Jesus loves me. Then I gave my heart to the Lord just because others gave their heart to the Lord. I don't know when it happened, but it happened. 
It happened. And I thank God for nobody preventing me from going. I went to Jesus many times. And still today, I go to Jesus every day and say, I need you now more than ever before, Lord. I want to be your son forever. Clean me. Wash me. How many of you have ever made a mistake? If you didn't put up your hand, you just made one. <laughs> Jesus is the one that can, keeps us, can keep us on the straight and narrow. Are you with me? His name is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. So the first way to run to the Lord, to run into the strong tower, is call on the name of Jesus. Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But Rudy, you don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what I did. As if your sin is stronger than the blood of Jesus. Did you know that nothing you do and you go to God today in repentance and say, God, I want you to sit down. This is really going to shock you because my life's a mess. Do you really think it's going to surprise God? He's everywhere at any time. He saw what you've done. He already knows what's in your heart. There's no stain that he cannot fix. You cannot self-save, by the way. Sin, sin makes a stain on your heart so strong you can't, listen, tide cannot get it out. Forget about gain. There's no washing powder or soap strong enough. Someone said to Reinhard Bonker once, he, he, you know, an atheist, renowned atheist in South Africa said, well, if the blood of Jesus is so strong, why is there so much sin in the world? And Reinhard said, well, it's, it's elementary. He said to the guy, he said, do you have soap in your house? The guy said, of course I have soap in my house. Reinhard said, well, if you do not apply that soap personally to your hands, to your body, you'll still be a dirty man. The blood of Jesus is available to all of us. But if we don't appropriate what God has done, if we don't personally by faith take the blood of Jesus and say, Lord, oh, wash me, cleanse me, I give you my life. If we don't call on the name of the Lord, we cannot be saved. You've got to appropriate it. You've got to personalize. God came for the whole world. But you know what? You've got to come to the place where you say, I thank you, Lord, you came to the world. Will you be my Savior? Will you be my Lord? You see, you cannot think your way into heaven. You call on the name of the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. So the first way to run to the Lord is call on his name. The second thing you can do to, to run into the strong tower, you trust God for your defense. To be the safety from the enemy. How many of you know that evil is real? You don't, I mean, all you need to do is watch the nightly news on any channel of your choice. And you'll see evil all around you. They, they always proclaim the negative. Oh, this thing happened, this thing happened, this thing happened, this thing happened. And afterwards, you're so down in the dumps because we live in a bad, evil world. 
Evil is reality. And you know what? Evil comes knocking at our doors too. Evil comes, even good families go through difficult circumstances. Bad things happen to good people too. And I want you to know that evil comes and the enemy comes. But if you run to the Lord, you have a safety and a security. He's your defense. He's your strong tower. Hallelujah. Psalm 18 verse 12 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Hallelujah. My God, my strength in whom I trust. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. That's who God is for us. So trust Him. Put your faith and your reliance on God. You say, Rudy, wait a second, is it, is, it, is it a faith thing? Is that all it is? Absolutely. Don't, don't underestimate the power of faith. The Bible says we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus. Faith is such a crucial element. If you can trust the stock market, you should trust God more. If you can trust the public school system to educate your child, you should trust God more. Listen, don't tell me you don't have, you know, this faith thing. It's just, I, I always said, if you go through the drive through at McDonald's, you, yeah, that's a faith thing. So, Rudy, how is it? First time we went through a drive through in, at McDonald's in, in America. I kid you not. They have two windows. You stop at the first window. Well, no, uh, first at the, at the little intercom, you put your, your order in. Like a Big Mac supersize the sucker. Hallelujah. I mean, if we're going to go, go big. Then you go to the first window, and they take your money. And then they said, food at the second window. I didn't want to leave. I said, no, 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 I need a receipt. What do you mean? You get your receipt when you get your food. No, I want the receipt. Do you know how much can happen between the first and the second window? I give you my money now and you eat my food there. Forget about it. I, I, I held up the whole system. Don't tell me it's not an act of faith. And then they give you your food in a brown bag. And they say, okay, move along, move along. How many of you have ever gotten home and you're missing a Biggie Fries? <laughs> I thank God. You, with God, if you trust him, you'll never miss a Biggie Fries. You'll never lose out. But don't tell me you don't have faith. Every time you go to initiate the engine of your car, it's an act of faith. If you flick a switch, you've never seen electricity. You've seen light. Electricity is invisible. People say God is invisible. How can you believe in him? Well, I tell you what, I've never seen electricity, but I know it works. I just flick the switch. Even that is an act of faith. Don't tell me you don't have faith. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says each one has, given, has been given a measure of faith. We should think of ourselves according to the measure of faith that we were given. Hallelujah. And it doesn't take a lot. Jesus said a mustard seed sized faith can move a mountain sized problem. I'm so glad we don't have to gather a mountain-sized faith to move a mustard seed-sized problem. Hallelujah. All you need is faith.
If you can believe in the McDonald's guy, you can believe in God more. Come on now, it's easy. Hallelujah. I, I just feel like I, I needed to say that to someone here today. I'll never forget this. We were in Salt Lake City, and with this I'm starting to land, or circling the airport at least. We were in Salt Lake City, and uh, on a Sunday night, uh, by the way, don't miss tonight. It's going to be Holy Spirit night tonight. Woo! It's going to be awesome. Don't miss it. 5.30 right here. We were in Salt Lake City. A young man was sitting in the back row, and I was preaching just like I'm preaching now and gave an altar call and uh, for people to invite Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. And this young man, he had his hands raised as he walked down the aisle. But he looked like a fish out of water. Like, you know, he just he didn't know how to... Uh, church was not his thing. That was evident. But he's here. And so he gives his heart to Jesus. He's all just, I mean, the power of God hits him. He's filled with the Holy Spirit that night. And then I asked him, I said, hey, what, tell me your story. What's going on? And he says, you know, when I walked in the door, I walked in an atheist. I said, really? Uh, how did you get in, into church, being an atheist and all? He said, well, I like a young girl that goes to this church. And I wanted to score brownie points. So I said, I'll go with you to church. And he said, but I walked in with mocking on my mind. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I mocked everything in my mind. When, when they started to sing and people clapped hands, I said, oh, what a, there's nobody up there, so they're singing, you know, for themselves. Look at them. And then they did the, the announcements. Oh, these people are so busy, 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 busy with God's things, and there's no God. <laughs> uh, you know, and he, he's mocking them, mocking them in, the, in his heart. Then they took the offering, and he said to me, he said, Ah, here's the catch. They just want your money. There's no God after all. They just want people's money. What a ripoff. <laughs> I said, really? And how did you end up in front here? He said, strangest thing. You've been preaching. I, I was mocking your accent, mocking what you said. The book you've been reading out called the Bible, you said it's God's word. There's no God. And I'm mocking, mocking, mocking. And at the end, everybody's closing their eyes. And I thought to myself, oh, wonderful. I can rest my eyes, just take a quick nap. So I closed my eyes. And then you said, if you want to be included in the prayer I'm about to pray, slip up your hand to invite Jesus into your heart. And I, I just felt my hand went up. I'm still mocking in my brain, but my hand went up. And now my mind has a battle with my hand saying, put down your hand. You don't believe in this stuff. There's no God. What, what's going on? And then I started crying. I said, I couldn't stop myself. I, 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 and then you said, all those who put up their hands come to the front. And I found myself walking down this aisle, still mocking in my mind, but my hands raised. My tears are streaming, coming to a Savior I did not believe in. I said, do you believe him now? He said, absolutely. He changed my life. How dumb could I be? A young atheist became a believer. Why? Because of faith and because of grace. God's grace and his faith connected and salvation happened. Isn't that awesome? Wow. 
So the first thing you do to, to run into the strong tower is you call on the name of the Lord. The second thing is you believe. You believe. You trust Him. God will come through. He's got a name and a reputation to back up your faith. Hallelujah. Third thing is this. Hyphenate your problems. You say, Rudy, what do you mean? <laughs> well, you know, in, in the Bible, God has many names. And, 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 and for instance, for instance, um, let, me, let, me, let me say this. In Genesis 22, remember Genesis 22? Abraham and Isaac on Mount Moriah. And, and Isaac is about to be offered to Yahweh. And then the angel of the Lord stopped Abraham and presented a ram in the place of Isaac. Remember that? The Bible says in Genesis 22 verse 14, And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord will provide. Or Yahweh Yireh. Or Jehovah Jireh. What, did, what happened? Well, in that moment, the greatest need Abraham had was provision. He was in an act of obedience, ready to sacrifice his son to God because God wanted it. But in his heart, he's praying, Lord, I need provision. I need you to provide. Remember what Abraham said to his son when, when Isaac said, here's the wood, here's the fire, but where's the lamb? Abraham said, God will provide a ram and a lamb. And when the ram was provided, what did Abraham call the place? Yahweh Yireh, provision. Yireh is provision. Jireh, provider. Hallelujah. He hyphenated his problem. His greatest need in that moment, I need God to provide. What did he do? He put the name of God in front of his need. And hyphenated it. I call this place Yahweh Yireh, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. If Abraham could do it, you and I can do it too. Maybe you're sitting here and you need provision. You need God to just provide for you. You need God to give you something that you absolutely need. It's a miracle you need, whatever it might be. Well, put God in front of whatever your need is. Hallelujah. Go throughout the whole Bible. You will find these hyphenated words all throughout. Sharon sang about the Lord is my shepherd. That is Yahweh Rapha. No, Yahweh Rohi. Yahweh Rohi. Rohi means shepherd. If you need guidance, you need someone to lead you, you need God to just give you direction, take you to a place of security and safety, feed you, hallelujah, like a shepherd, he sheep, then put God in front of your life. And he'll take care of the rest. If you're sick in your body, hyphenate your sickness. Put God in front of your need. Come on. Sometimes we focus so on our need and we put God on the back of it. That's not the way we do it. Let God be first in your life. Run to the Lord first. It's never, it's never Rohi Yahweh. It's always 
Yahweh Rohi or Yahweh Jireh. Come on now. If you need righteousness, you need right standing with God. You've been living your life kind of loosely with God. You've wandered away from the strong tower kind of. You're in the foothills of oblivion at this stage. And the enemy is surrounding you. What you need is safety and security. You don't walk. You run to the name of the Lord. You put Yahweh in front of your need. You cannot save yourself. God is my righteousness. God, Yahweh, my accent is terrible in the Hebrew. But righteousness is tzedek. Yahweh is my righteousness. In other words, I cannot go to heaven on my goodness, but I can go on the goodness of God. I cannot heal myself, but God is my healer. Maybe there's turmoil in your heart and troubled waters, and you just need peace. Yahweh shalom. Shalom means peace. The absence of brokenness, wholeness into your life. It's not shalom Yahweh. It's Yahweh Shalom. When you put God in front of everything in your life, and you put the hyphen there, He sorts it out. If you need peace, His peace will be there. If you need power, His power will be there. That's a great uh, Bible study you want to do, is go find the Yahweh or Jehovah hyphenations throughout Scripture. There's a whole bunch of them. God is it. So, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are safe. Will you run into the name of the Lord today? Will you go boldly and strongly into the strong tower of God? Bank on His identity. Depend on his reputation and know that what he owns, he knows how to care for what is his. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're sitting here today. I want to pray a prayer, a powerful prayer that will cause us to run into the safety of the name, the strong tower of God. You're sitting here and you say, Rudy, lately I've been calling on many others. I've kind of forgotten about the name of the Lord. I've wandered into the foothills of this world and I've been enticed. And the distance between me and God has grown so big that I fear if I'm ambushed spiritually today, I will not be able to make it back to the safety of the name of God. I've done my own thing and I'm not proud of it. I've messed up so many times, but Rudy, I want to make things right with God. I don't want to leave things hanging. I want to come back to the safety zone. I want to run to the, into the arms of God. 
I don't want to live my life on my own anymore. I'm not living the way I should and the way I could, but I want to make my right, my heart right with God today. If that's you and you say, Rudy, please, will you include me in this prayer? We're about to pray. I want to call on the name of Jesus and based on the scripture you read, I want to be saved today. I'm calling on Jesus' name. I'm making things right with God. If that's you and you want to be included in this prayer, quickly slip up your hand. We'll pray for you right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Quickly, thank you. God bless you. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you. God bless you. People are saying, yep, that's me. I want to come closer. I want to run to the name of God. I'm going to give a second invitation. You're sitting here and you're battling an enemy. Maybe your enemy is loneliness. God can give you companionship. Maybe it's turmoil and trouble. God can give you peace. Maybe it's brokenness, pain, and sickness. God can heal you. Maybe it's a broken heart. God, Jesus, is the healer of broken hearts. Whatever your problem is, you're sitting here today and you say, God, I want to put you in front of it. I don't want to put my problem in front of anything else. I want God in front of my problem. I want to hyphenate my life. I want to belong to Jesus like never before. I need God to live up to His reputation today. I need a breakthrough. I need a miracle touch from God. Whatever your situation, if you are here and you say, I want to put the name of God in front, I'm going to run to His name. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I believe God for a breakthrough today. If that's you and you want to be included in this prayer, quickly slip up your hand. I'm going to pray for you too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All over this place. Hallelujah. I'm going to invite you. If you've put up your hand today and you say, Rudy, I want to be included in this prayer, will you stand to your feet with me? And we're going to pray together. God is going to bring a breakthrough. You can participate if you're watching online. This is your moment as well. As people are standing all over this, this sanctuary, you can also be touched and changed in the power of the Lord. Reach out to God. Call on His name. Believe Him. Trust in Him. And hyphenate your life. Put God in front of everything. And God will sort things out. As Sharon is singing for us, will you step out of your seat and come make your way to the front? I would love to just pray personally with you today. Just step out of your seat. Just come all the way to the front. We're not going to embarrass you. We're going to pray with you. And God's power is going to touch you. You're never going to be the same.
of Jesus. If you're standing here today, will you just lift your hands to heaven? That's where your help comes from. You can join us if you're sitting in your seat or at home. Let's just dedicate our lives to him. Let's do what this verse says. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. We run into him and we are safe. Let's pray together. Pray this loud enough that you can hear the sound of your voice and that the devil knows he's in trouble today. Let's just pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I recognize you having the name above every name. Your name is that strong tower. And Lord, I repent. I give you my life. I invite you to be my Lord. And I'm running into you. By faith and determination, I want no other but you as my Savior. I will serve no other but you as my Lord. And Lord, I put you in front of everything in my life. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Hallelujah. So, Father, I pray for the breakthrough right now in the hearts of your people. As they worship you, let your glory, let your power, let your presence touch each and every one. Meet every need in accordance with your riches in glory. Right there where you are, just receive from heaven. Just as we pray, Sharon's going to lead us in worship. You worship with her and just touch the Lord as he's passing by right now in Jesus' name as we pray for you.
sing this song, Jesus is the name of the Lord, blessed be the name of the Lord. Can, can we just sing this as an anthem to the Lord? Can we just, as we sing this, by faith run into the name of the Lord because that He is our strong tower and the righteous run into Him and are safe. Let's sing this together. Before we dismiss, just a reminder again, they're only going to be with us a couple times this evening at 530 and then Wednesday night as well. Don't, don't get robbed, okay? Don't miss tonight. Something God is going to just touch us. He's going to speak to us. And so we'll see you tonight at 530. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for all that we've received this morning. And Lord, we, we know that you've sent Rudy and Sharon here. God, it's been so long. You've sent them here to truly minister to us. God, that they are your servants for our benefit, Lord, for our blessing. And I pray, God, that you would just touch them, Lord. Give them rest this afternoon. And, Lord, I pray that you would quicken our spirits as we return tonight to hear your word proclaimed. And we ask your blessing now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you tonight.